this episode of Journey to the Stone, I want to talk about one of the most colorful, one of the most difficult to get in current market, and one of the most mind-boggling gemstones that Mother Nature produces. It holds all the colors of the most important gems in the world. The red of the ruby, the blue of the sapphire, the green of the savorite or the emerald. You've got colors, the yellows that come out of canary yellow diamond. All of these colors mixed together within one location to create one gem. Gemstone, and that happens in Lightning Ridge, Australia. Let's talk about Lightning Ridge Black Opal. Now, usually I would cover several opals within one segment, but Lightning Ridge I will cover on its own because it is such an important range of opal, and it's very different than its other counterparts that are discovered in Mexico, Ethiopia, and different locales across the world. Let's focus on the pot black variety of opal. So I'm going to take you to Lightning Ridge in Australia and let's talk about rarity. So I've been going to Lightning Ridge for about 20 odd years, almost 30 years. And basically I saw the mining go from like 10,000 people down to 200 people. And don't get me wrong. This is not because of supply and demand and too much supply and no demand. It's because there is just very little opal left, right? They have mined it out. The gem of black opal has consecutively and consistently grown year on year in value and if you have any opals that have patterns like i mean if you have a harlequin black opal now you can just ask whatever you want for it i have given cap florence two harlequin black opals that are my prize collect prize collection pieces they are mind-boggling they're around the 10 karat mark one is like a green blue but the pattern is like i mean what you would see on a clown different patches the perfect pattern and then there is one that comes from inverted ridge you know which is one of the mines in lightning ridge and i'm in the story it took me to get that stone I literally stayed there for six weeks negotiating on this stone with the miner. They are so difficult to buy from because they know how to read the rough as well. But this stone, I couldn't let it go. I literally moved in. I stayed there. I couldn't leave Lightning Ridge without this stone. And this particular stone will blow your head off if you see it. And I'm sure you'll see it up there on the web somewhere because it is a legendary statement piece to be honest with you, belongs in museums. So if you see Cap Florence with the term Harlequin, you know it is my two best stones because I've only ever given her two Harlequin Black Lightning Rich. Then you've got a whole range of my personal collection that I've collected through the years of Lightning Rich Black Opal. Now, I'm actually quite an interesting character when it comes to Black Opal because I would buy, let's say, a thousand opals over a trip expanding you know four to six weeks and i would basically sell them into the u.s market or into the japanese 
Japanese market or into the Asian market. And I would just hold on to the best one. And I did this for almost 30 years, coming together with a collection of around 20 to 30 pieces of the finest Australian black opals you will ever see. So when you see Cap Florence's designs featuring a black opal, you know they come from my personal collection. Now, I've had some crazy experiences in Lightning Ridge. I mean, I won't get into the, I won't even get into the discussions of how much I've had to drink in many cases just to befriend a miner to try to get him to sell me the stone. There is such a demand for these stones that they don't easily let them go. It's not like normal mines where you rock up, you run through the jungle, you get to it, you know, and it's not like I had other options. Like, I mean, I have found black opal in different locations in the world you know you found ethiopian black opal but it's a different type ethiopian black opal it's first of all it's a hydrophane variety of opal so it has a higher concentration of water don't get me wrong they are stable in certain cases some are not but you know i can identify the stability and non-stability of these particular opals but they just don't have the depth of color that the lightning ridge black opal has so if you're looking for for a black opal that will blow your head off, this is the material to buy. Now, if you can't find Lightning Ridge black opal, because they are extremely limited, especially if they have amazing patterns. All the ones in Cap Florence's collection are my private collectibles that I've held on to for 20, 30 years, and they all have amazing patterns and amazing colors. They were selected and collected for a particular reason. So take Take a look at that collection of what Cat Florence has worked with in the opal world and you'll see a whole lot of colors that you just don't see a lot of and you'll see patterns that are remarkable and aeronautically engineered jewelry around the opal to hold it together. I would say the second best for dispersion in life of the black opal variety is the Indonesian opal. What's interesting about the Indonesian opal is it's strategically located between our Australia and Africa where the wellow opal is. So it's actually a hybrid variety of the hydrophane and also the, the potch body type. So if you look at this particular opal, you got the crystallization very similar to the material that comes out of Ethiopia or Mexico, but you have a darker body color, sort of like a darker canvas that the painting can go on because opal is basically mother nature's painting on a gemstone and what she's doing is painting and the darker and deeper color the canvas is the more pop of color you're gonna see you know with black opal you get a lot of depth like good quality black opal you have layer on top of layer of opal and really the depth of color is what defines the you know the pop and with indonesian opal it's as well it's the play of color on top of each other you will see a lot of rare colors that you don't see in black opal and indonesian opal but guys don't get used to indonesian opal as well because that material was mined out in the 70s it 
it is very uncommon. Me as a gem hunter and as a fanatic, I go after the rarest gems in the world. So when I get a chance to buy Indonesian opal, I buy it. And the last purchase I was ever able to make from Indonesia with Indonesian opal was actually from a guy who basically called me up randomly. He got in touch with me through a connection and he used to work for the government. He was in charge of the boring in this area of Indonesia. Now don't don't confuse Indonesian black with what they have online now, this, it, this petrified wood opal. That's all treated junk. That's not worth anything. I'm talking about natural black opals from Indonesia. They're more like a... Uh, you know, they, they tend to be more like a, I would say, a cognac black. They can they can go from brownish to black, but there are some black varieties, some gray black varieties of Indonesian opal that can set you back five digits per carat, just like their counterpart in Australia, because the local market in Indonesia is always, look, we're dealing with a population of hundreds of millions of people, a deposit, which is their national stone that depleted in the 70s, and Therefore, there are collectors within Indonesia that are also looking for black opal. But anyway, I got a call from this guy who did the boring in the 60s and 70s. Old fella flew over to Indonesia, you know, sat down with the guy. He dumps out this bag. I nearly fell off my chair. I'd never seen Indonesian opal in, you know, I seen five or six stones around selling for 10, 15,000 a carat. And there he had a whole bag of rough material. Because what they used to do is they used to dig to get the results of the borings and basically pull them up there it was in front of me and i just asked him one simple question how much you want and he said i'll tell you what i'll sell the whole thing to you for two hundred thousand, right and i of course i'm a gem guy right so i said i'll give you 50 grand cash right now he said listen i'm an old man but i'm not a stupid man <laughs> And I said, good point. <laughs> I paid him his 200 grand because I'd never seen it before, right? Anyway, he won that one. Ding, ding. Gem Hunter lose. Uh, minor win or guy who worked for government one. But that was the only time I ever got Indonesian opal in any significant volume. Very, very beautiful. But if you want the opal that has caught the world by storm, that people are aware of and people do know it's the lightning ridge black now don't get me wrong you got other opal deposits that come out of andamuka you've got cooper petty but they don't tend to have the black body like the lightning ridge material now i've met some characters in lightning ridge you know eight mile under inverted ridge these are different names the names that they name these mines in lightning ridge it's like everybody gets hammered and then comes up with a name for their mine it's ridiculous but it's cool it's part of the it's part of uh you know the situation there you go you hang out but you know it's it's interesting to see what's happened and this is always the problem with natural gemstones when you bring into the fact that you're dealing with mother nature right is these gems are finite so once a, you know once 
a long time ago, 20 odd, 30 years ago, there was, you know, five, 10,000 miners in Lightning Ridge. Now there's like two, 300 people, right? So unfortunately it will become a thing of the past. There's no doubt about that. And I'm grateful because I look at my collection and I look at them and I go, wow. And I see Kat and the art she puts around these pieces and the effort. And, you know, I feel grateful about that. But, you know, Lightning Ridge, if you have one or you bought one during your trip to Australia, Australia over the last 20 or 30 years just hold on to that stone prices are only going up because there is no supply in the current market if you even if you bought it from a jewelry store as long as it's a full opal and not a you know not a doublet or a triplet and a lot of people would want me to explain a doublet and triplet is basically when you have a very thin layer of opal and they basically put you know quartz on top of it and it's basically it's a man-made thing, right? They take a slither of opal and they basically just top it with, you know, some glass crystal or whatever, you know, just to make it look like an opal. But the pure, if you have a full solid opal and you have something from Lightning Ridge, look after it, hold on to it, wear it loud and proud. These babies are getting rarer and rarer and prices are soaring and supply is diminishing. But they are Mother Nature's art. They are one of the rarest geological phenomenons in the world. The way they form is really remarkable. And if you want to know, I'll just take you through it because that's what I, this is exactly why I do, you know, these episodes in this podcast is to educate people on how these gems formed. I don't like to get always into the technicalities because I don't want you falling asleep, but I will explain it the way that it's simple to understand. This is how opal is formed. Water falls into the ground. So water falls from the sky and it seeps into the ground. It seeps and in the ground, you have something called the water level that goes up and down and up and down, right? As more water falls, the water level in the ground goes up. As you know, water doesn't fall and basically you, you know, the sun's out and there's no water falling, the water levels go down. And as the water levels go up and down like this for hundreds of thousands of years, if there's the presence of different trace elements within the ground, opal will start to grow. It's also the same way that malachite grows in some other gem varieties. It's through the rising and dropping of different water concentrations going up and down in the ground. And this is basically what happened in Australia. Now, this is the simplistic most easy way to explain that i don't want to get into too technical right because otherwise i get into you know a lot of people wanting to go in and people reach out to me anyway and i can get into technicalities if you want you can reach out to me directly but i hope you enjoyed my explanation of the opals they are rare they are not common and these particular lightning ridge blacks i'm telling you if you manage to get one through your lifetime or you know a person who got one this would be a good time to consider grabbing it because the prices are only rising significantly and i'm a, i'm really concerned because every time i go back to australia whether it's to go to queensland to buy rough sapphire to sell to the tie the tie cutters or to you know export to different parts of the world you know i i just seeing less and less of this material right so hope you enjoyed my episode on lightning ridge black opal stay tuned coming up i will talk about other types of opal in a different episode love to all have a wonderful day
Thank you.